Hey guys, Tanner here. I'm sitting in the producer chair editing episode 6, the mid-season finale right now, and I came across a little snippet that I wanted to share with y'all. There was no context behind it, but me and Chris were sharing a bucket of my child's Halloween candy before the recording that night, and uh, we were a little intoxicated, and uh, I came across a little jewel I'd like to share with y'all. Just just this one time. So, here y'all go. Hope y'all enjoy. <laughs> one more guess. One more guess. Open these bucket starbursts. You're gonna, what's your guess? What are these two starbursts? There's no way. No shot. Uh, I'm gonna go yellow pink. Yellow pink? Are the you fucking combo. insane? The ultimate combo. Are you fucking two insane? Two for starbursts. One. I'm going back to the the Godfather, which is orange. This is a hundred percent an orange pink. Or orange yellow pink. pink. Orange pink. Yellow pink. Oh, that's oh, a yellow-red, my man. Could have had that. You know what? I could have had millions. Here I am fucking opening goddamn Starburst. Some dumb piece of shit. <laughs> In a tiny room that's attached to my garage. Like last case of emotion. fucking hollowed walls of death is what it feels like. Sometimes I wish they collapse. I wish they just fall upon me. I wish they just fall. I gotta eat this fucking. I'm a fat piece of shit. I'm gonna eat another Starburst. Yellow Starburst. Shit! Got the ranch. (laughs) Mid season finale. We're already a few drinks in. Should you you start it with like, welcome to the Forgetting Red podcast? We're beyond that? Are we beyond that now already? No. Welcome <laughs> to the Forgotten Rage podcast. Do it. Do it. Hold on. Do it. Do it like a uh, like a southern plantation on a. Okay. Okay. Let me just get get your composure. I'll just be here eating cheeses. Well, I said, I said, I said, welcome to not not oh. Longhorn Leghorn or whatever the fuck that dipshit's name is. Foghorn Leghorn. That's somebody. You said like a plantation owner. I I said, yeah, not like a racist chicken cartoon. Same fucking thing. A little bit. That seems more Kentucky to me. Like the Colonel. Well, welcome to the Forgotten Ranch podcast here. No, that's just country. Well, then I don't know. I don't know what you want. You do it. You bring this one in. Mid-season finale, you bring it in. Fuck it. All right, I'll do it. Hold on now. Hold on now. So now I'm in my voice. So now I can go into it. Welcome to the Forgotten Rash Podcast. Well, by all means, continue. I'm going to eat cheese. Well, I do like a 10 second in, like, intro, so go ahead. A 10 second intro? That's about how it goes, yeah. I lost it. You can go ahead and take no, it. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Okay, you want me to say it? I'm sorry. <laughs> Do your foghorn leghorn bullshit. Do you like your chicken extra crispy? Name that line. See, that's racist. When did he say that? When did Foghorn Leghorn? They name the name the Looney Tunes that he said that in. It is. Is it when he got busted by Chris Hansen? No. That one. It was on Space Jam when he got fried by the Monstars. Holy and he said, fuck. "Do you like your chicken extra crispy? crispy?" And he just like fell into a pile of ashes. 
That's true. That's true. Well, I say, I say, I say. I, was he, he says something right there with his beak because it's always his beak. He's like, I do think that is a little too extra. I do think that is a little too extra, extra crispy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's something around there. Something around there. That might not be exactly right. It doesn't need to be. Nobody's fact checking this. And if you do, I'm going to comment on it. Like, That's not right. Communism. Oh no! You almost puke at the the sound of communism. I burped. That's I the most American I, I, thing I, I, I've ever heard out of you. A little, a little burpage going on. I'm gonna eat one of these cheeses. So it is the mid season finale, but yes. it's also the Marine Corps birthday today. Is it really? Yes. No, it's, it's the birthday. No, it's the it's the birthday of the Marine Corps. So the birthday of Marine Corps and then Veterans Day are back to back. Because Veterans Day, Veterans Day is tomorrow. It is 100 percent the Marine Corps birthday today. Oh, congratulations. Chance told me. So, obviously. What are you saying, Chris? I don't fucking... I didn't serve. No, just congratulations. Oh, and you know... Wait, say, wait, wait, say, say, you. Say, say congratulations to the Marine Corps. Oh. Or or happy birthday. Maybe, oh. like, maybe not a congratulations is appropriate. But happy, like, happy birthday? Happy birthday, Marine happy Corps. Birthday. Happy birthday, Marine Corps. Appreciate you. Tanner and Chris support the troops. Appreciate, well, appreciate you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Motherfucker, I appreciate, appreciate you. I do. Thank you, Chance Fitzgerald. Thank you, James Walker. For your service. We do appreciate you guys. Y'all are very close to the friend group, and we want to extend that out to you guys. Uh, We do appreciate that for both. Happy uh, birthday, Marine Corps. And Veterans Day coming up tomorrow. We do. Yeah, we're not going to cover, we're not going to have another issue about like veterans going to be like past 10, so we might as well. Hit them both. Hit them both. Hit them both. Hit them both. Hit them high. What? Roll high. I hit that note pretty solid. Did. did you notice that? Lie to you, we might give up podcasting and redo. Like, I have like, cheese it's in my mouth. We can do covers. What kind? I just want to be under the covers with you. Hurry, <laughs> Mid-season finale. We're going to talk about a few things today. Uh, I believe that you know, toward the end of the podcast, or maybe toward the mid, uh, Tanner, mid. Tanner wants to interview me, ask me a few questions, and yes. kind of pick my brain on some things. Um, but I think we're going to just go ahead and start it off with like... My wife calls it reverse role-playing. Yeah, except with his best friend instead of his wife in the bedroom. That's what she calls it when we do it. God, <laughs> yes. uh, um, uh, I think we need, to, we need to bring in the first part of this podcast just like talking about what this journey to, has yeah. been like. like we, the first half, I think we... I think first half, we we talk about our favorite moments Yeah. with all the people we've interviewed. Pretty decent amount of people. Not as many as we wanted, but you know... Schedules will be schedules. Yeah, we have normal lives out here. Y'all don't pay us. It's a problem. Nobody pays us. No actually. one pays us. We do this out of the kindness of my heart. Yeah, and I so we didn't get as many people as we wanted to interview, but we got a lot of good ones, I think. Solid. Solid. So we can talk about a bunch of moments that we would, maybe we go back and forth saying our favorite moments, like a family guy fucking reminisce sequence. Yeah, like a little, like a, like a montage throwback type situation. I like that. Yeah, like, that like a montage throwback situation. Almost fucked that sentence right up. That's a lot of that's a lot of uh, words. Yeah. Well not a word yeah. Syllables. Syllabuses? Syllabuses. You gotta tell me what we're doing this quarter? <laughs> Syllabuses. <laughs> we got a bunch of syllabuses. Uh, then in the second half I, I will interview you in what I'm gonna call uh instead of build a bear, it'd be a build a bar. Build a bar. Okay. A build a bar situation where I'm gonna pick your mind about what you think, where you would build it. Like, if you were to make your own bar, restaurant, where would you put it? What would be the concept? 
how would you make it successful in whatever area you put it at? Okay. Just for like a fun back and forth quiz session. But let's go ahead and start it off. Chris, what was your number? Let's do top three each moments of like us starting this venture and of like from episode one up to now top three we'll go back and forth from the bottom to the top top three starting with your number three moment on the podcast what could you say and one doesn't have to be better than the other it's just like top three you know are we doing doing stories or just like things that we enjoy about this not enjoy things that have happened on the podcast like certain things that have happened like uh, you know, stuff. Well, number three is coming in solid for me for like tricking Greg into being on episode two. Absolutely. Like we we like we hit him up like, hey, we need you to come help us out with this audio. We, obviously, we've, yeah. we've clearly he's an audio whiz. We've, so. done, we've done a lot better now, and, and Greg had had a lot of things to say. And yeah, he basically of, tutored us on how to use correct. the programs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and then tricking him into, oh, well, uh, now that you've helped us, you know, fix the entirety of episode one, um, for what we could fix. Uh, how about you sit down and let us interview you? And he was like, we put, what? A, we put a microphone in his face. We're like, perfect. Hey, we're, and then special record, like, tell us a funny story. Just tell us a funny story. Tell us and, a funny story. And I think, like, with the reason why that's number three for me is because, like, we were still very new in this. Yeah. And so, like, listening to Greg's 35 minute, we went to Galveston story, yeah. and both of us were like, man, like, that's a long story. But then we got so much good feedback from it that, like, that's right. People in the industry get it. Like, when you invite people from, like, your work, when you work in this industry, you don't know who you're inviting. You know the people that show up to work in uniform and take care of tables. You don't know yeah. that they're, like, outside of it. And so to hear that, like, I had a lot of people come to me, and they were like, that's, like, a similar situation has happened like that. Where, like, I saw I that guy's up. dick is slitter bond. Well, no. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Well. All the way up. All, all, all the way, way up. up. <laughs> but, uh. Like, that that was really cool to me is to, like, hear people say, like, that happened to me in this industry of, like, I invited these people to come out with me, and I didn't really know who they were, but I thought that they did. They turned out to be completely different people with, like, sawed-off numbers on guns. Like, like yeah that story alone kind of captured what it's like, like, who you're working with every day isn't who you're, would be standing next to outside of work. No. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right on that. And so right? that, that's, that's, that was, like, that's, like, my solid, like... One of my top three, like number three things that like I really enjoyed about doing this is like hearing that story and like relating that to myself. Yeah, and something other super relatable. Like, yeah, for sure. So if I had to do a number three, my number three would a hundred percent be uh, when Terry comes on and tells us the story about uh, the guy at Applebee's who was on uh, drugs Zan. and he was Zan. He was Zan. He was barred out. Super hard. Yeah. And he talked about, he told me, he taught me what ghost tabling was. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, wait, I've been in the restaurant. I, I was in the restaurant for a long time too. I'm like, I have never heard of a ghost table in my life. What right. is that? And like, the setup to it. Yeah. And then like, it all made sense. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Uh, I was going to say, Terry, bless you. But, <laughs> same. But, so like that that whole story with the ghost table and like the ghost table is like when you're so barred out you think there's someone at the table and I'm just putting in these people are putting in orders like there's four different people in the seats but there's nobody there and there's no one there yeah. I I literally have thought about that multiple times since then and yeah. laughed yeah. about that because I'm like that's the funniest shit I never experienced that but I'm like that would be so fucking funny to witness yeah 
Oh my god, that was that's solid, man. That was like one of my favorite parts. And and like I haven't personally experienced that, and I, it was really cool to be in the industry that I'm in, and then like hear that that is a thing that has happened to him, and that just shows like the thing. Like Terry is one of those guys that we we could have him in here right now. And he would tell us two and a half hours more stories, more stories. of content. And he told us that and when we, we got off the, the cast. over laughing. laughing. And it would, it, and that's why, and you know, he's reached out multiple times since I've been in the meeting. He wants to come back. About like all these different like things that he had, like ideas for TikTok and socials that we yeah. can do to grow this. And like, that's the kind of people that I love to have. Having on this podcast. For sure. He's just as passionate about it as we are. Yeah, 100%. Which is super important. Um, so, rounding out your number three, bringing in my number two, um, I'm, I'm, and y'all can call this cheesy, corny, Tanner. You, I know you're gonna make this really weird because you don't receive compliments well. But my number two is in episode one, we were both really nervous about like how this was gonna go, what we were, we were gonna talk about. Like we were both kind of like we were scared there was gonna be a bunch of lulls in conversation. Right. We're, we're gonna cut a bunch of the audio to make yeah. it seem like and we like, were. Not boring. The fact that you led off with the in case shit gets boring, break break this box, you know, a break in case of emergency, and you led off with, I want to ask you a question um, that of an about an article that I read, and like, that's <laughs> the one thing that has hooked people on our podcast is the Hooters Wings Girl, mm-hmm. and so my number solid number two is the 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 you coming in with the reading the article off rip episode one because I've gotten more texts. Asking me if I want to go eat lunch at Hooters than I ever have in my life. Shout out to everybody who's asking me if I want to go eat at lunch at Hooters. He loves uh, hearing it. Keep telling him. Yes, it's amazing. And that, the way that that story and our back and forth, talking about that and discussing it, and like me and even Terry backing it up, saying like we've been in this industry so long, we've never heard of anybody messing with somebody else's food. food. Yeah, we just got done, and it was the perfect lead in, right? Perfect. Like perfect lead in. I bring in that conversation. You're like, I, I've been in this food industry for over 10 years. Terry, and then it's even better that in episode four, Terry comes in and says, "I like you said, I have, he goes, I've been in there longer than 10 years. Yeah. Never seen someone fuck with food. And to lead into like, that is so funny because listen to what happened an hour away from here. It was amazing because like for, for you to be, like I remember when I called you for this idea. Right. And you were like, that's a really good idea. And, and I'm and I'm not and I've always been with you. I've always been a hundred percent. If you tell me something fucking stupid and I'm like, it's not gonna work. You tell me it's stupid. I, I'm telling you straight to your face. I'm like, I know those. Anybody else you talk to, you're gonna be like, anything you do is gonna be great. That's not true. No. That and that goes for me double. Like yeah. not everything I do is fantastic, right? I'm a great. You can be as great a person as you want to, but yeah. uh, nothing. Is, not everything you do is fantastic, right? Right. So sometimes you gotta have that person that checks you at the door, and we have that for each other. We take each other to the door. If you, you've told me these things. I'm like, that's not gonna fucking work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what I. And because like you told me the idea, and like I stopped. I really thought about it. Like genuinely thought about right. it. Let it sink in. I go, fuck. That's genius. It's, <laughs> it's and, and the fact that you like out the gate, you're like, fuck it. We're breaking all the ice right here, and we're going into such a. And it really is like a controversial topic. Very. In, into like. To see if this is even gonna work, and so that that's definitely my like number two highlight of this podcast is just like you as a as a producer and as somebody that like has always had my back, and you're like Absolutely. you know that I'm passionate about this, and mm-hmm. it is in turn I've seen a passion enlighten you, Absolutely. of like because you've always had a passion of putting out content, but now you're like, I can relate to this content, yeah, even though I'm not in it anymore, 
and you've ran with it, and like that—that's that's my highlight right there, man. Like, like if I had a, if I had top three highlights in my life, it's just like the content me and you have put out in the last four years. Oh, absolutely. Just like reaching for the stars, right? Like I—I've never been scared of failure. I've always been scared of not trying. Yeah. Right. So like I never want to get in my own way of trying. I can put out two hundred stupid ass content videos, streams, or whatever. And it does not affect my normal day to day. My fucking it doesn't make me depressed or if yeah. if it's bad and it's not received well, at least I fucking tried. Yeah. Because when you know you can like when you know deep down there's there I can do this, you feel real. It feels a lot shittier. I've learned that it feels a lot shittier to sit there and not try than to go out there, put yourself out there, and fucking give it a shot. Right. So anytime and like you helped me out so much with my shit, I tried putting out there to get received and all that shit. That as soon as you called me up with some shit that similar to content creation, and I thought the I thought the premise was really well done. Sign me up, dog. Well, I've, I've been like three I, seasons in a movie. We're we're we're, <laughs> half, we're half a season in, and I'm, half ready a season keep, in. I'm ready to keep killing it. Like absolutely. Uh, and, and shout out to all the listeners out there that have, have kept this. I mean, me and Tanner call each other every day. Like we were already talking every day. Like there probably hasn't been a day in the last five years one of us hasn't talked to each other each yeah. day um, but for, definitely for the last three and a half months we have talked every day about our downloads about our analytics about who's listening to what where yeah da- downloads analytics we can't stop yeah downloads analytics when do they start listening a lot when do they stop listening a lot what happened at that time frame when we had a lull yeah. in listening uh, what can we do to make that lull better right Stuff like that. We're always constantly trying to improve, which I like. I like not being stagnant. I want to try and keep doing better, better every episode. Yeah, I mean, and anytime, like I told Chris, like if we've ever put out, we've never put out a bad episode, in my opinion. I've and like I, I do all the I do the editing for it. Chris comes and helps me a lot, but I, I call Chris constantly when I'm editing, and I'm like, I I I, I go, I'm gonna need another week because I'm like I I need to. And I and we do it two weeks out, right? So yeah. I I start. We record on Sundays. Oh, I'm sorry. We record on like Mondays usually, Mondays, Monday, Tuesdays. Tuesdays, and then we give ourselves like a week and three like four day window, right? To have it done editing or whatever. And we usually try and do it within two days of that episode, so it's done. If we need to, we record again if the schedules line up and have another piece of another piece of content ready to go in case anything crazy happens yeah. in between those two weeks. So why we have a two week window. And I call Chris in those two days, and I'm like. I go, I have been sitting here for five hours listening to this 45-minute podcast, and I am I go, I need three more days to make it perfect. Like, I, we work, and then I'll I'll send Chris audio clips, and I'm like, yeah. what part of this should we enhance or cut or blah, blah, blah? Do you think this is funny? Do you think it's relevant? Blah, 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 blah. Constantly, all week, trying to make it better. And that's That whole two weeks is almost just, dedicated a lot to it. It's... And like we both have full time over full time. We work a lot, but this is a passion of ours that we want to keep doing and keep putting out content for because there's been too much good feedback yeah. of what we're doing. And and that's gonna go into my number one, but I I wanna hear your number two. What's your number two thing? My number this, two, really? Yeah. You had a good number two though. That Man, like Hooters wings, almost number one. That's a hard contender. I agree. I agree. It's a hard contender. I really like the Hooters wings. The whole first episode was fucking s. Oh, uh, fucking s as fuck. But uh, this one's gonna blow your mind because like, I feel like I tell a lot of stories, 
uh, during the podcast. And honestly, one of my favorite stories was actually told by you. I think, and I'm only, I'm not, I loved episode three. Episode three was good. It was a change of pace, which showed in the analytics. And it took a lull, but it also had a good spike, too, once people figured out what it was truly about and stuff. And I actually feel really, I'm like, I'm glad that some people got to hear the fucking Hojo story. The meet me at the fucking Hojo story was so S. Yeah. Like, I understand that. And it's nothing against uh, Mariah and Holly during that episode. It was a good episode. I think it was just very opposite of what we usually do on the podcast. Yeah. Because, like like you've said from episode one, we want to try and have, like, serious conversations of serious conversations need to happen. And we can still make those fun. Right. And that was, like, our experiment. Episode three was our experiment where we were like, let's bring in a controversial view of something that's happening right now in the world. Let's put it out there and let's show that people from that view are just like us. And they're fun and they can have a good time and they can have a good conversation. And we all have very relatable things that happen in in the workplace at a restaurant and stuff. And that we're not in separate teams. We're all on one team. And I really think that even though there was a lot of back and forth controversial things, a little bit of arguments here and there, I think at the end of the end of the conversation, the end of that whole episode, we got back to we're all one team, man, woman, not children, gotta be like at least sixteen. Yeah, I mean, at but least. at least, but we're all on the same team. We're all trying. To, at the end of the day, it's just like where I work at now. I work with a ton of different ethnicities and age, live age. Discrepancies, like and the whole thing, right? And in a day, we're trying to make money. We're trying to make this company money so that I can make money and I can go home and I buy dope ass shit. That's right. We're trying to buy dope ass shit. Everybody can relate to wanting dope ass shit. We all want dope. We all want change. Cuban links, son. Two of those motherfuckers stacked. Double time Cuban links. That's what we all want. I don't think I'll ever have one Cuban link. I won't. Look it up. Fifteen grand. I'm out. 15 grand for the Houston. I don't want it. You get a made in Houston, about 15 grand. But the Hojo story, though. Solid. That's when, like, in that episode, it was so tense the whole time, which I like tense conversations. I love podcasts with, like, two people. It makes you feel awkward. It makes me feel awkward, but I'm like, oh, man, it's engaging, and I like, I really like the episode. It's controversial because some people don't like that kind of stuff, and I get it. But I'm really into it, so I was very proud of that episode, no matter what the analytics say. I'm proud of that episode. I'll put it out there again. But, like, all that tension the whole time, and then we finally made, like, a resolution about halfway through, and then the Hojo story, which just brought everyone together once yeah, again. And it, it was, and it ended up being one of my favorite stories. Like, we've, we've talked merch all the time, because when we do do merch, we want to make sure we put out Solid something merch. good. Yeah. Something good when we do put out merch. And I was like, I told you at the brother, I was like, I'm not lying to you. The Meet Me at the Hojo shirt, yeah, I would Hojo. I would have four of those in my closet right now. Meet Me at the Hojo. Dude, the funny thing about that story is, like, that was at, like, a, like, I mean, I, I was at, I, I would call it, like, one of my, you know, because when you look at analytics and I, and I look at my career as, 
analytics. Okay, so you're doing analytics towards in your right. career, right? And okay. I, I would look at the Hojo story being as like one of those inverted pinks. Ah, like, like straight down, straight up. It was a peak in my career, but I was also destroying it without knowing it. Yeah. And so like that's a very like it was a very controversial thing to me to talk for me to talk about because right. I don't like to I'm a very prideful person in what I do. Absolutely. And I don't like to talk about like the things that I've done wrong in the past. Not necessarily saying it's wrong because like you you fall for somebody or you like somebody and go for them like we don't know that's not what this is about. What I'm saying is like that's on our next podcast on Fridays. It's yeah. Love and love laws. No, we're not doing a second <laughs> podcast. We were like. We could. We could definitely do I could do it. We could do a love podcast. We could do it. We could probably Because you'd be giving, like, really good information. I'd be like, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. But, like... Leave them. The, the whole story is something that will always... I mean, that's how I led to having my daughter. Like, that, oh, yeah. That, that was the... Like, Big domino. Have, like... Big a domino. Huge domino effect on my entire life. Life. Like, for real. Yeah. And, and it was also a huge domino effect in my career. Yes. And wh- whether or not, like, people agree with that or not... I will always stand by the fact that in the restaurant industry, you spend anywhere from 25 to 45 hours a week with these people. Mm-hmm. And by these people, I mean like people that work with you. And it is, it, you can't not get to know somebody on a personal level yeah. in 25 to 45 hours a week. No, there's and, no way. And, and I, 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 like, at the age that I'm at now and where I'm at in my career, it's still a thing. And like, I've worked with. Men and women of similar ages, older, younger, in yeah. other job scopes besides restaurants, mm-hmm. refineries, UPS, concrete work, whatever you want to talk. I've done a lot of different right. fucking trades, yeah, yeah. right? Why Why would you think, and like maybe I have an opinion on it of what it is, it feels like it's more intimate of a relationship you build with these people in the restaurant setting. Yeah. Is it because I'm fat and food turns me on a little? No, I don't think it has anything to do with food fetishes. I think it has a lot. I mean, it could, it okay. could, okay. it could make a difference. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. If somebody looks at me as a but, like, no matter fries, where you go, no yeah. matter where you go, and you talk to anybody, America, Europe, Asia, and you talk to them about fucking food industry, guess what they're gonna be talking about? Oh yeah, people be fucking uh, everywhere, everywhere, all over, all over the world. Britain. People be fucking. People be fucking. People be fucking. Australia, do it. Oi, they're fucking out here. Oi, they're fucking, fucking out here. here. I tell you right now, she if you be- work in that out... Oh. Bullbees. <laughs> if you be dropping that out back. <laughs> if you be in the down under, you're going to go down under. Like, there's a lot of thunder. <laughs> there's a lot of thunder from thunder down under. under. But, like, my thing... Why do you think that is, though? Because it's everywhere. Everyone says that shit. Because if there's one thing that I know... We know people who got fucking married. They met as waiters. Yeah. That they co-worked together for years. And they ended up getting married from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't see that in any other, other, like, setting in a job. Really. I think think it has a lot to do with... Minus office porn, but... Um, the pink striped skirts. <laughs> did somebody? Order Why are you in that printer, bitch? Did somebody <laughs> order the Quebec pizza? <laughs> Quebec pizza? You never seen a uh, Love Guru? 
Just I have me. never seen Love Guru. What? And, and you know how much of a movie buff goes, I am? He goes, oh, the Quebec pizza. It's a uh, Pop-Tart with the ketchup. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I know JT was in it. That's so crazy to me. As a movie buff, big Mike Myers fan. Yeah. I've never seen fucking Love Guru. Sorry. I've seen clips. It was actually the movie that tanked his career, but that, that's a whole other topic. Good uh, thing I haven't seen it. Maybe why I like Mike Myers still. Right. Yeah, but uh, back to back to the topic. I think hand. a lot of it has to do with like people bond over shitty experiences. Oh, so I think that if and I don't know if the world will um, like agree with me here, but when two people Love have each had other the very same, much. no, when two people have had the same amount of not same amount, let's say the same type of trauma in their life. So let's just we'll use the term trauma. So say. Um, two people from a broken home end up talking or getting to know each other, and they're like, "Yeah." They have a lot of very relatable things that not a lot ninety percent of the population can relate correct. to. So when you put that into the restaurant industry, everybody's had a shitty table. Yeah. Everybody's had a shitty night with the kitchen. Right. Everybody has disagreed with the manager. So when you have those situations happening to two different people of the opposite or same sex, we get it. Whatever. Um, what was that? Well. I don't like how you said that. We get it. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. I said it. I don't know. Anyway, but when two people have the same shitty experiences over and over again, and then they also have the same great experiences over and over again, it's easier to develop relationships. But like at the same point, like I would love to just like I agree with you and move on. But like I think this is an interesting topic. No, I agree. I think it's an interesting topic. But like every job is shitty. Besides being, yeah. like, a streamer and you make millions of dollars playing video games. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you play the stock market and make billions or whatever. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, every job has, like, trauma and stuff. But not all of them form these relationships like a restaurant does. And maybe it's because, like, the restaurants we have worked at, they really preach, like, it's a family and y'all are, y'all are close. And maybe it's that, like... When we got off work, we would go sit at the bar and drink beers together and have, like, intimate, deep conversations and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about a restaurant that makes you want to do that. And maybe it's because there's a bar literally in that motherfucker. Maybe that helps. And when you're working in an office as, like, an analyst or, like, uh, one of those guys who crunch numbers are, whatever. Uh, finance people? Yeah, finance people, Accounting. whatever. Yeah. yeah, accounting. Thank you. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah. exact word I was thinking of. Thank you. That was going to bother the fuck out of me later well, if I didn't think of accounting. Like, they don't, they don't like, have that, like, maybe it's because it's not, like, relatively available and, like, you're so mentally exhausted at the end of the day. Like, you're just like, I'm not going to bother these people. I'm not going to talk to them. But, like, when we got done serving, you would have <sighs> Trey or anybody else in the bar. They were like, you had a really shitty shift. And you'd be like, they'd be like, fucking, y'all sit down. Let's fucking have some beers. Let's fucking just get over this shit. I've been handed, like, I've been handed shots at, like, the end of a, a really bad shift. And, like, I sat there with the bartenders that I work with every day and got to know them. And, like, the other waiters came over and we're drinking. And then it means that we're drinking in the parking lot. Some guy's got a case of beer in the back of his truck. We're sitting in the parking lot. We're drinking. It was us. We had the case of beer. I always had it. Uh, <laughs> well, also, like. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's, like, the conveniency of having a bar right there. Well, and I mean, that sounds like really like a simplistic thing of it. Like, yeah. hey, you have a bar right there. But like, I know it sounds simplistic and maybe like a little stupid. But like at the same time, 
you meet so many random people that if so you're many. in a different setting other than a bar, you would never fucking talk to them in your life. And you make friends off that shit. Right. Now, imagine that with someone you work with every day. You deal with the same bullshit. Now you're sitting in a bar setting where you're finally like letting your guard down. You're relaxing. You got a little alcohol in your alcohol in your system. You know what? I think that might be like the catalyst, like you said, to make this like like we're really digging in deep to the like why people be fucking in the restaurants. Well, name another job setting where you're able to have real time, like full conversations with your fellow coworkers. Through every second and every minute of the day, mm. I think that has a lot to do with it too. That does. Look. So, so when you're a waitstaff or when you are a hostess or you're a bartender and you've got somebody with you on that same level, you're constantly communicating, right? Yes. So you're constantly talking to somebody. It never stops. Yeah. So that's why I feel like the people at accounting or people in an office setting or you know, even in relation to your your position. Or, or the bank or yeah, the whatever. Bank. Like, you don't have every second of every minute to have a conversation with somebody. And also, like, your relationships with the people matter. Because, like, like, you're good. Like, you get in a good relationship with, like, your person who's your partner with your neighboring section. section yeah. Right? Your neighboring section. They're pre-busting your shit for you. When you're when you're in the weeds and they're helping you pre bust, you're getting your table refills, ready. Yeah. They're getting their refills. You gotta be good with the host because they're gonna sit you well. Right. Gotta be good with the bartenders. They're gonna push your ticket to the front of the list. Like relationships, maybe that's it. Relationships with your coworkers matter so much more for your quality of life at work. Like and if you're outside, at a, with money, it all and money, money, it all it does. And like at a bank. I mean, Jessica right next to me can go fuck herself, and I'm still going to make the same amount of money, and my workload's going to be the exact same. Yeah, and she will make the same amount of money, and... Her workload will be the exact exactly, same. Exactly, no matter how much you try to help each other. And that that's what I think that Maybe the restaurant... That's, that's what the restaurant industry is. You you depend on those human connections. You're depending on your on your fellow man right. or woman. Or that's... hey yo. Uh, <laughs> you almost that, did it. You almost, almost did, did it. Oh, yeah, I did. But, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's it. I think it all boils down to, to constant communication. Because, like, when you break it, when you boil it down a, a relationship, right, the talking phase is the hardest and most frustrating phase of the relationship. Mine was always the looks. <laughs> <laughs> well. I got I to gotta throw some fucking zingers out there out the gate, or I am, solid. or I am. Fucked. That's solid. <laughs> you better let that personality shine about ten feet from my face. But how many times were you you're you you were like I mean, okay, so you've always been an attractive guy. Have I? I however have not. Absolutely. Compared to me, hundred percent. No. So I've always had to take Disagree. My, I've always had to take my personality to the next level and everywhere and everything that I've done. So when I'm there and I'm clocked into work, whether it's in front of the guest or in front of my fellow coworker Right. Because we all know that I've dabbled in that in the past. Whatever. Um, I've always <laughs> had to bring my personality to a 10. Yeah. Or to a 20. And and make that happen. And On a scale it, of 10? 10. Yeah. Okay. Make sure. Yeah. So I think a lot of it has to do with like your communication, the way you carry yourself. And that that's why people be fucking. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's not really the restaurant, but I do think. I'm actually going to say like a legitimate percentage here because I was going to say 90, but I'm like, it's not 90. 40% mm-hmm. 
of like bagging somebody, hundred percent confidence. Hundred percent. Hundred percent confidence. Maybe another, maybe thirty or forty, is like personality. Right. Then that last little bit is probably the looks, because we know some good looking people. No names. Ain't got no game. Ain't got no game. Ain't got no game. Hot handsome. I want to say it. I want to so say bad. it. I want to say it. I want to. No game. Hand like anything like if you had a woman describe someone, they would just like fuck off rip. No words shared, which would help him a lot. It. <laughs> he just shut his fucking shut mouth. that dumb little bitch mouth. <laughs> but like pull so much game. But like. So, with that, that gives me my percentages there, right? Like, this guy is tall, handsome, in shape, good-looking dude. But can't form sentences to save his life. Yeah, he just says stupid shit. He forms sentences, just like the sentences he forms are like, that's insane, you said that? (laughs) Who? Who says that? (laughs) Who says that? So, yeah, yeah, I would say maybe looks is like good 20, maybe 30%. Yeah. Not majority, yeah. for sure. But speaking on like uh, personality and being social and stuff, uh, and that's super so important with the restaurant game, right? Yeah, you have like to, you got you got to be personable. Terry, that's what's making Terry is elite. S tier, S tier waiter, great in this S tier fucking waiter. One day we're gonna like interview enough waiters. We're gonna have a waiter tier list. 100 and we're gonna F tier the fuck out of some people oh, that have been on the podcast. Feelings are gonna get hurt. Oh fuck it, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, hey, Terry's S tier. Terry will win. It, I'm not gonna. We'll have no. him first because it's gonna be so easy. Now, if we if uh, if we had to do a list of where we had to choose between one S tier and Colby. With oh him my God! Hold Terry. on! Hold on! Hold on! We do a waiter draft. Waiter draft. Waiter draft. I think season two needs to be a season, season one waiter draft. Season one waiter draft though. Yeah. That sounds really awesome. But back to the whole thing. We're talking about being personable. You need to be a people's person. You have to be likable. Yeah. You've got to sell yourself, right? <clears throat> Do you think? And you have been with you have you've known so many managers and GMs, floor managers, back of house managers in the game. Is it possible to GM a store of any kind and not have that social skill? No. No shot. It's gonna fail. It's gonna fail. It's gonna fail hard. It's gonna fail. It's gonna fail, and the reason I'm saying that is because like I'm 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 28 going on 29 like I'm fixing yeah you fucking are and I'm single and I'm the general manager and still to this day still to this day um, there is still rumors or or hearsays of things like when when people don't don't get what they want when they don't get their absolutely they don't get their schedule or they don't get the position that they want or they don't get scheduled to shift that they want that oh that that guy is, is in relations with the person that got that shift that I wanted of course and that's not true obviously that's not true and and eventually we're gonna get to the point where we're gonna talk about the way that I run a business and the way that I view the restaurant industry and everything that I do yeah has a reasoning behind it I, I'm a firm believer in Nothing is fair because nothing is fair. Nothing is fair because no matter how you fucking divvy it up to be as fair as you want to, someone gets fucked and it's unfair to that person. Absolutely. It'll always be unfair. It'll always be unfair to somebody. To somebody. And that's because they do not 
want to listen to the reasoning of why the decision was made. No, I'm just getting and, fucked, and there's no reason for and it. I, and a big thing of it is, and, and I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of listening to speeches and stuff like that, yeah. so I can I can get into them with my industry and how to be a good leader. A leadership To role. this new yeah. generation of people that are coming in. And I'll just say it, COVID fucked a lot of people's work ethic up. 100%. Fucked a lot of people's work, work ethic up. And have you ever read the book Extreme Ownership? Um, I have read snippets. Um, I've read stuff that I've had. It's to supposed read. to be really good. I actually talked to the guy yeah. who wrote it. Really? Yes. Okay. He I, came to the refinery and did a book thing yeah. over there. And I got a chance to talk to him. Green I read Beret. chapters over an assignment that I had to do type yeah. situation. Yeah. Fucking Green Beret. Yeah. Been in the fucking shit. Yeah. Fucking absolute Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Solid jawline. Um, oh my god, dude. Yeah, I know, I know Insane. who you're speaking of. But the thing that... Uh, man, I kind of lost my train of thought here. Oh, you're good. Uh, Talk about ownership. It's more of adapting to why people feel like they're getting fucked over versus mm-hmm. them actually getting fucked over. And like, getting with those people and trying to explain to them yeah. in a very calm... And I, I'm with you thing, and it's not going to be like this yeah. forever. Yeah. You're not going to get fucked every time. It's just how the right. dice lie, right? right? And getting them to understand that, because there's people who get fucked, and like they, they truly don't understand why, right? They don't, they don't look at it from the perspective of you yeah. as a manager. But I've always been, uh, and you can ask anybody on my management team at work right now, um, if, so we have a doorstop in the office. And every time I walk into the restaurant and I, on my day off or I'm not supposed to be there or whatever, um, and I see that door closed and they're sitting in there doing schedules, doing invoices, whatever it is, and I open the door and I put the door stop on the door, they're like, Oh no, keep that closed. I'm trying to I'm trying to do this. I'm like, no, you don't you don't get to keep this door closed. Like that that's the kind of place yeah. that I want to run. Is when I'm there open the door, door, the door is propped open because yeah. I'm not doing anything that is over important of anybody that works for me. That's right. And that's what I need people to understand. Yeah. And so, and, and that's just the mentality of the, the generation or the, the type of people that work for us now, like the age group or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I've been called a millennial my whole life. And you know, when, when we were in college, you know, people were, were shitting on millennials. A uh, ton. But you and I had a work ethic of, I have to go out here and do this so I can make a a, a, a a dime for my family. Or we didn't have families then, but a dime for me to be able to do things. Like, that's how we were raised. I mean, I don't know why the generation, like, the baby boomers don't relate with us more. No, we they don't. literally they don't. went through an economic, uh, economic. economic yeah. crisis yeah. when we have, me and you have families. We got kids. And we're going through an economic crisis right well, now. We're currently going through it. We're on... The upside of it, thank God. I, 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 this is the upside of it. We're we're trending up. I hope so. We're more than trending back down. Yeah, I mean, if that yeah, makes more sense. Absolutely. We hit bottom and we're climbing yeah. currently, right? Yeah. And like, I I feel like it's more relatable to them than any other generation is right. our generation right now because of like them going through the fucking market crash. I mean, they grew up in the Great Depression. They didn't deal with it. Well, they did deal with it. Their parents dealt with the financial side of it. Right. They ain't spam. You know what I mean? And then they dealt in their adult lives 
with the what was it 08 yeah 08 uh, market crash yeah housing market something, crash something like that, yeah. something like it was 08 I think uh, they dealt with that and now we, we dealt with I, I basically call it the, the COVID crash you know what I mean like w- we deal with we dealt with the same things they did and we're trying to fucking climb ourselves out of there so I don't really understand where like the negative comes towards millennials right have you seen these fucking Gen Z's <laughs> well, I, I found out recently that um, my daughter, who is a little bit older, like he's, she's about six years older than six. her son, yeah. yeah, and and her brothers and sisters are also about five or six years older than her, yeah, and they're that that's Gen Alpha, and whenever somebody, Gen Alpha, so when I was on what the, a dope name, yeah, but there's nothing Alpha about what that generation is going to have to deal with. <laughs> Not if we don't get something fixed, right? Quick, and so. It's just super alpha though. That's uh, dope. You have to adapt to the people that I know. That's such a dope fucking. Name. What a dope! Why don't we have a cool name? Well, I mean, millennial is cool. I don't know. They made it not. They made it not. We got memed. Yeah, we got. Memed. We got memed hard. We got memed. They don't even know what the fuck. They say memes. Memes. They say memes. They, they're like, oh, you're getting memed, and I'm like, fucking gifs. Fuck you. <laughs> so <laughs> fuck you and fuck your face. <laughs> so. I think we need to just go ahead and like fast, like get off this tangent that we're on because like we could talk about this all day about you know why people be fucking and millennials and how the leadership role is just totally fucking different than what we had to deal with because like again going back to what we were talking about just real quick like real quick on the tangent line yeah like we were literally told go out there and wait your tables or fuck you and now yeah. it's now it's a completely different thing of like. Go out there and wait your tables, pretty please. Like that, please. that's what it's like now. It's like there's no. The, I'm not. I'm not gonna take them off. You wanna put the hat on? No. You put the hat on I'm if you like. Anyway, you put the hat on. You put the hat on if you like. Anyway, uh, but let, let's go into our number one highlight reel. Like, we'll be going to you because we did our number twos. Mine was the right. Hojo. Yeah, yeah. Well, what if I want to hear your number one first? Nope. I don't. Uh, you don't have a number one yet. My number one is this whole podcast, but I have to the narrow whole it down. Goddamn podcast. This is a dream of mine that I've wanted to do. Like you knew, like you know that. Like this is a huge did thing you, for me. Did you wish upon a star? Uh, for a little podcast. You were the star that I wished upon, my love. Holy, hold on. <laughs> 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 you just farted into the microphone. Is <laughs> like I, we're gonna we might pause later and do a playback to see if I caught that. <laughs> I straight up farted right on this microphone. I tasted it in my mouth. Man, it's so hard because, like, I really don't. I want to pick something that hasn't been picked for a number one. Yeah. Because, goddamn, the Hooters wing. The Hooters wing was so. You stole my number one so fucking hard. Man. I'm trying to think of when I laughed the hardest, but I laughed so hard so many different fucking times. And I'd love to just do the lazy answer and be like, this whole thing has just been a dream Yeah, for and that's me. what I don't want to do. Yeah, you can't do it. You okay. got. We. I feel like we need to be very specific with it, with the number one picks. Maybe I should have texted you yesterday and said, hey, get a top three moments. All right. And that would have been yeah. well, intelligent. I, I think that, I think, oh, fuck But you. maybe I'll it would have made it. Maybe it would have made it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. My number one. My number one of all time thing in this podcast that we've done so far is like, and you're you're gonna be like, I can't believe that's your number one. This is a solid number one. Like I know what you're about to say. Really? But after episode two released, 
Okay. Okay. And you asked me, you were like, I don't know what, like, this is so good. I don't know what we can do to make it better. And like, we were having all these conversations because the analytics, the analytics looked so good. Yeah. Uh, we were getting all More over than the country. I thought. We were getting in Canada. We were getting all over everywhere. New York. We still are. Every, every time we release an episode, we still are getting... There's like people. 10 guys in New York who listen to us. Oh, Shout wow. out. Thank you guys in New York. <laughs> Get fucked. You're not going to win the ALCS ever again. We win. Um, <laughs> Astros. Uh, but like we were trying to figure out what the, like what we could do to be on. We were at the gym together talking about it. Like we were going on walks and runs and yeah. lifting weights and like we were constantly dissecting this podcast and we were, we were overthinking it. We were overthinking Extremely. it. Extremely. And the one feedback that we got from multiple people was it's a little dude heavy. Oh yeah, and though, so this is my number one. Is like it's, it's a little dude heavy, and like y'all really need to like have women on, and like y'all seem kind of misogynistic or whatever. Oh, you're, so, are, you, are you gonna talk about my tirade about that or no? I'm talking about <laughs> so we threw we threw. Episode. I was pissed, I know, and, but we both agreed to an extent. I was like, "We're dudes. What do you mean? Yeah, no. we're literally two dudes." And, and we we calm down, we, and uh, we did. We did what we were asked of, and I think that even though episode three is probably the most controversial and the most, like, what were you guys doing episode, mm-hmm. we did something out of our comfort zones. And I know you mentioned I that think earlier. I, but, I, I have but, said co- we need to get out of our comfort zone to make content. Right. Content is you do something in your comfort zone, people receive it, and you can only do that for so long before yeah. you got you have to reach and you got to take risks. But the fact that, like, you and I were both, like, no matter who listens to this or no matter who gives us feedback, it's always going to be good because nobody wants to hurt our feelings. And then, like, people started coming out of the woodworks of, y'all need to do this thing. And that thing was episode three. Yeah. Like, y'all need to do this to be successful because y'all seem like this or, you know, y'all seem You're coming off as this. You're coming off as that. And we did it. And it turns out. People just like to hear me and you talk. That was the funniest part of the whole thing for me because I, because you were like, I, I want you to be my producer. And to me, I took it on as like a, like, like if I got hired on like a full-time job. Right. So I, you know how I am with, with work and stuff, yeah. anything I, like I want to be good at, I just want to, I want to do everything I can to we're make very, it we're very as, similar in that. That's yeah, exactly. So well. yeah. I think so. And I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, my God. I, I've got to sit here. I've got to fucking get with Chris. I have got to schedule all these people to come to my house and fucking sit in this fucking five-by-five five fucking room in a chair. And I put a microphone in front of their face and be like, be Talk. entertaining. Yeah. Be entertaining. Fucking rift off me and this guy you've known for a little bit when me and you have been in cahoots <laughs> for so long. Years. And it's... And, I really loved how it's evolved when we bring someone in. It's so great now because the yeah. first time, like, we literally tricked the first guy. So yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> we we tricked the first I mean, guy, and then like, I think, I think the, the, the Terry the Terry thing, not my number one, but fucking up there was just like. Uh, it felt like we perfected it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, if you know what I mean? We talked yeah. about that, actually. We talked about how we like perfected it. Like, 
Terry comes in. He is like, I, I sat up all night. I was writing down stories and all this shit. And we're like, everything you wrote down, fucking forget about it. Throw it away. Throw it away. And we're, he was like, what do you mean? And we're like, uh, it's it's more of a, it's not, this thing is not scripted. We literally, I give you, I call you a week in advance. And I'm like, hey, I got an idea for like a, uh, a bit. Or like, I have like, I have an idea of some shit to ask you. Or some shit you need to bring up, whatever. Yeah. And then we don't go back and forth saying, okay, you're going to ask me this. Okay, I'll say that. And if you ask me this, then I'll say that. I literally give you a prompt to give you like an idea so you're not caught off guard. But I let it, we let it just, just flow. And when like Terry came in and we made him throw out the fucking script and he was like, I've never really talked on a microphone. I'm kind of worried. I'm like, it's, it's just me, you and Chris chilling and drinking and and drinking some beers and we're fucking talking and there happens to be recording equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we just sat, I just pressed the record button and y'all probably will never hear the unedited version of that fucking podcast, but we sat here for about 30 minutes before the opening of that episode you hear drinking beer and just bullshitting and going, and I go, are you feeling loose? You good? And he's like, I feel great. And I go, all right, Chris, fucking walk us in. You you did your fucking intro, and we fucking, and then it just killed. It was such a good episode. It was such a good episode. It was so fun to be a part of, too. Like, I was so happy Terry came. When he did, and it's, he was just such a good guest, dude. I think, I think, I really think that my number one is just like our growth in this, like mm-hmm. our our realization of like we don't have to try to make people entertain because at the end of the day, we're entertaining. Yeah. And and this this topic, this thing is that, and and the reason why I brought up episode three and like the things that we did to try to make everybody appease everybody and we realized like we don't need to appease we can't we can't we can't we figured out that we can't because like we we literally made the first two episodes they did so well with the select audience obviously and then you know people said you know feedback we like this but we really feel like y'all are this way and y'all swing this like with this side of anything and we were like, okay, we need... Because me and you were people pleasers, right? Yeah. We're like, I, I want to make a podcast that makes everybody happy. So we did episode three. Appease that side. Because they were satisfied with it. The people who yeah. wanted that episode got their episode. It was good. But I really feel like... I don't want to say... I'm trying to say it like in a polite way. Not saying it bombed. I Like I, like I said earlier... I stand by episode three. I would put it out a hundred times over again. Yeah. Because, one, we worked very hard on it. We took two people who were not comfortable with this situation. They got comfortable. And we were able to make a good episode out of it. And I was proud of that episode. Yeah. But, like, I feel like the other side that was very pleased with one and two felt like, what the fuck? We left them in the gutter. Yeah, like, they were like... What the fuck is this? It's not what I signed up for. I wanted some like barstool shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, or like uh, uh, Full Send or whatever other podcasts like that. That's what we signed up for and stuff like that. And we like let them down. But like, I don't want anyone to feel like we let them down in the podcast. I feel like I'm going to continue to schedule stuff that is out of our comfort zone that people from other viewpoints or other things don't feel like they're represented. And we 
do an episode where we bring someone in who represents yeah. that side, and we have a we sit down, we have a fucking conversation. What makes us with, better, with it makes us better content creators? And I think so. And I where know. I was going with that was like I've had conversations with like people in my field that are above me, equal to me, lower than me. Like I've had people of through all walks of life in the industry because I'm still in it, and that are saying like y'all have y'all have tapped into this conversation to where you're making a giant group of people in the world that are still work in this industry love what y'all are talking about because every yeah. single person can relate to it. Yeah, and I and, want and everyone to be able to relate to is that. Like to hear that. To hear yeah. that come from somebody's Absolutely. mouth that has zero business like fluffing me at all. Like and that's what yeah. I, call, I call it fluffing. It like, is. You, like I don't I don't I, I don't when I ask for feedback, I want you to tell me it's shit me or feedback. it's good. Like, uh, I got, I got really two guys that we got two guys, buddies of ours, won't say names, that call us every week once they listen to it, and they are so brutally honest. Critical, and yeah. you know, hurts at the time when you don't hear what you want to hear, right? And that's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but like at the end of the day, I'm like, okay. Like once I recover from that wound, I'm like, okay. Now I know what I need to do to make this right. better. And I, and I feel like that these the like that hearing people honestly give us good or bad feedback and I don't care which feedback it is it, it's just there's the, some feedback the hear, hearing the the comment in my work life and in my personal life of what you guys have tapped into and what you guys are doing has the potential to please or not please like to just has the potential to make ears perk up because yeah. nobody like people who have never walked this life and have never have never experienced this industry and they don't understand it can understand it now. Yeah, now they can. That's my number one in, in, the, in yeah. the first half of the making episodes. Making people, because yeah. like Sam even said, her family listens to it, which is insane to me, made me scared uh, to it. But like a lot of them did not yeah. work in the food industry. And like even Sam's mom was like, holy shit, I had no idea. Like oh, yeah. she has told me that before. She was like, I had no idea. It was it was like that for y'all when y'all were when y'all worked that stuff and now I have a different viewpoint of it. Not saying she was shitty to anybody. She never was. She's yeah. like the sweetest woman She's ever. She's the sweetest woman I've ever uh, met. No. Oh yeah, I forgot you've met her. Yeah, yeah. Multiple times. Hundreds of times. Shout out Miss Susan. Shout, shout out Suze. Uh, shout Suzu. 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 Uh, but yeah, it was really cool to hear like someone who had no viewpoint on that to understand the struggles I've been through, you're still going through, millions of other people go through every fucking day. Yeah. Like, that. that's a good number one. That's a good number one, I think. So what's yours? That's fucking tough to beat. <laughs> you don't have to beat it. You don't I feel, it's all opinionated. Well, I'm not going to lose, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was that time you sucked my dick on straight. <laughs> I swear. I swear I'll I did I'll say, I'll say. I swear to God I didn't. A little extra crisper. A little extra crisp. Man, a number one for me is so hard to pick, especially since we're being like, in general, kind of like anything like off screen that's happened just with like yeah. the podcast itself. And let me tell you, there's a lot of things that have happened off screen. Like there's a lot of unedits, a lot of, I wouldn't even call them blooper reels, just like things that were done and said and like on this podcast like with people that we've interviewed like there there were things that we could not release yeah and it it was really good content but there's reasons why we couldn't release it yeah it's just like and it's nothing like it's just opinion it's opinionated based i say it's nothing like fucking racist or anything crazy like that it's just like 
uh, names were said of people yeah. and companies and stuff legally could not release that. And and like to hear how bad or how good, but mostly bad things were, and like understanding like there there is an insane amount of debauchery that goes on in this business. Fucking awesome amount that, that you are oblivious. Yeah, you don't even understand that happens. Move your mouse. Oh, fuck my daddy. What the fuck? Alright. Sauce. Sauce. So, number one. Uh, you know what I'll... You know what? You know what I'll put as my number one? I'll put it right now since... First, I thought we were doing off, like, just stories in general. I know, but I couldn't... I can't... Like, you gotta, you gotta go I off the rails on me. Well, and it's off-the-scene stories. Is the it's fact true. That, like, Those are pretty cool, too. Tapped into uh, the, your number one was cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> a lot of topos, a lot of Buxton. So much Buxton. That's why I'm fucking slurring. Uh, my number one would be we haven't done it in a while just because you have been busy as fuck lately. Yeah. And 100% understand. But is us doing our uh, our bar runs around town. Yes. The bar runs where we would advertise the, the podcast was. Th- so much fun. Yeah. Just and talking like, to people in the industry. Yeah, yeah, we would. So y'all definitely would not know this. So when we first started the podcast, me and Chris made the idea of, you know, we're going to release episode one. And then every week we would go to a new bar at a new restaurant uh, around town and sit down, have a meal. One, discuss what we're going to do in the next, the, the following week's episode. Uh, and then talk to the bartenders and the waiters and get ideas from them yeah. and also advertise our podcast so we can get views because that's all that matters. Yeah, right. And um, <laughs> it was so funny to like see their reactions of us, like like the idea of that podcast and they'd be like, holy shit, that's a fucking great idea. You know what I mean? Like that shit, oh dude, it was so nice to like, it's like confirmation basically, getting confirmation that like our idea was good. Our idea is good. I know. It's just like that confirmation of getting it right. from somebody who owes us nothing. They don't have to be sweet to me at all. We've already paid out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, going to Craft Beer Fest and going and talking to everybody and fucking... And people bringing up the podcast to us. Yeah. That was that was a like that was a cool thing for me. It's just like I deal with those people all the time, but the fact that they were listening. Yeah, and these fucking like, beer, these beer reps... Funny. These beer reps and these waitresses and all these people who are in the industry coming up to us and being like, y'all are hitting the points. Like, y'all are, y'all are really capturing it. Yeah. Like, I mean, and maybe that's like leaning into yours too, though. But like, us going out and that's fucking why we're advertising. Yes. Advertising and shit and getting to meet new people and getting stories from them and stuff to use in the podcast or scheduling them to be on the podcast. Like, that shit is, I don't know, maybe like the, the confirmation we're getting, which yeah. is more than I thought we would get. Right. Right? And, like, that shit for me was 100% my number one if I had to, like, pick something in general in the podcast. Yeah. If I was going to pick a story, I'd talk about the dude's dick hitting his tummy. I said that was, uh, that was and on. Slitterbond. Yeah. <laughs> Slitterbond. Yeah. The dude's dick hitting his tummy. And I was like, not, not like, I'm like, not like his pelvis. He's like, nah, his tummy, dog. And I was like. Holy shit! <laughs> my mind. If we would, if you would have said no, you can't say that 
finite into a story. Mine, I almost did, but you went on a great tangent. Well, mine to follow up with that was the time that when Terry was here and I called Colby. And Colby I was, was going to say phone. the Colby call. Colby, Colby call phone. was going to be up there. The Colby call is definitely like one of my highlights. <laughs> What's, good? What's good? What's good? And he was agreeing with everything. He was like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. I'm in. Oh, like, so you're, you're, one of your number ones is uh, Colby confirming episode 12. Just Colby confirming episode 12. Cur- Colby confirming episode 12 is pretty big for me. It's huge. It's I a know. huge deal. It's a huge deal. We, yeah, we, we talked about him. <laughs> We've talked about him every episode, and we will continue to do so until he's on this podcast. Love you, Colby. Love you, Colby. I'll tell you what, outside of a bar and outside of a restaurant, a business that I would open right now tomorrow would be a to-go daiquiri shack. And not limited. Really? Not limited to daiquiris. Really? I would make a donut shop. I would, I would. Hold on. You're adding breakfast to the mix? I would buy a donut shop and turn it into a alcohol shop. To where you could drive through, like a Starbucks for Crown and Cokes. If only DUIs were a thing. That. <laughs> no, it's not what I'm Thanks saying. a lot, Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, that, he's the reason why this idea would work. Oh, he did the go alcohol shit, didn't he? I, I did waiter drivers some, uh, some fuzzy tacos, uh, Jorito margaritas. Oh yeah, dog. To the house Dude, and that did get. I like, fucking ordered some margaritas from Tia's, right? Because they what? were to go. Yeah. Because they were to go. Had to go. The Uber was like the new company was like, oh, I don't know if I can pick up alcohol. You're being a real bitch right now. I know so, for a fact my governor so, said you could. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you had to talk to my friend Greg Abbott. <laughs> Who said, fuck you, pussy. Bring him some alcohol. It's yeah, COVID. It's COVID. Bring him alcohol. So I had to go pick it up myself. And I'm like sitting there and I paid over the phone. And I was like looking at like a charge because I did not care. Yeah. And I got like a thing of quesadillas and two margaritas. And it's like 80 something dollars. Jesus. And I'm like, holy fuck. I mean, I'll pay it. I want to get fucked up right now. But geez. So I go to go pick it up. I didn't realize I had bought like... Two twenty-five ouncer margaritas, yeah. like two, two big two ass gallons, jugs yeah. of margarita, and I was like, "Oh!" Because I was walking in there pissed off, right? Because I think I'm getting like a little to-go cup of margarita. Mm-hmm. No sirree, Bob. Mm-hmm. I bring it home to Sam. We watched. We were watching a movie, and I was like, "Let's see who can finish the margarita first, bro." You ever been in four wheel drive in your living room, son? <laughs> And I got stuck. Were you through a four? Were you through a frozen or a on the rock? Bro, I couldn't even tell you if I was on planet <laughs> Earth at the, at the end of that margarita because I drank it in like a two-hour period of a shitty movie, which I don't also remember. I would love to see, and this kind of goes. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, I would like to see the analytics of people who didn't drink alcohol versus who did during COVID. Oh, dude, dude, ninety ten. Ninety I ten. I'd love to see the the, the the analytics on that. Like, I never took a sip of alcohol in my life. COVID is. I'm a I'm a drinker. Like, there's got to be. A, what a, else was there to do? There wasn't. World of Warcraft Classic. We did do that a lot. I did the fuck out of that, that but I was drinking. We did do that a lot. I was drinking. So I was I was too busy making TikToks before TikToks were cool to promote my business. <laughs> it worked. It did though. 
But um, but yeah, it did though. It, it was a rough time, and I would I would I would not mind having maybe one or two people in here and discussing like Greg Abbott and discussing this shit is not wheelchair accessible. Discussing what it was like being in the shutdown of restaurants, like because nobody ever talks about that. Though it was a, it was a huge deal. It was a, a, a it was when a we huge do deal. that. Uh, I, I, just to tell it was a Wednesday night. I got the text at eight thirty. You cannot open your restaurant tomorrow. I got that text. You can't open a restaurant tomorrow. Lay off your staff. At 8.30 at night on a Wednesday. And I would love to hit up maybe one or two GMs that were GMing during that time. And us talk about, like, for a full fucking episode, about what that transition was like and how hard of a insane. fucking... It'd be an, it'd be an insane episode. Insane. It really would. It really would be an insane episode. But, um... We'll get those uh, restaurant guys, Greg Abbott, and Hulk Hogan... And we'll talk about that. Scrap Hulk Hogan. Let's do Ric Flair. I'm into it. Remember the Rick, my favorite Ric Flair clip. Ric Flair. Co- mm, God, I'm having a stroke. Holy <laughs> shit! My favorite. The Rick, topies. My favorite Ric Flair quote of all time. There's is, two. Oh, you I go, can guess it. I want to. It's say either mine. the classic. Woo. No. Rolex wearing, limousine riding, profiling, son of a gun, okay. or it's. Ladies, Ladies <laughs> I want you to remember, not no, all of you can be first. None of you, can, none be of you first, can be first. But you can all, all of you can, can be, be next. next. <laughs> That's who we need to have on this podcast. Fuck, dude. If I can get Ric Flair before he dies on a podcast just to talk to that man, I don't give a fuck. You know what? We'll have one episode that's not about restaurants, and I'm just going to talk to fucking Ric Flair. And y'all just listen to us. Just you know what? He could probably talk about getting how fucked up he got back then. Yep. I'm like, yeah, what bar did you go to? I'm like, okay, relevant. Anyway. <laughs> Ladies, none of you can be first. But all, all of you, you can, can be, be last. Next. Next or last? Next. Next. I thought it was last. Next. There is no last for Ric Flair, son. <laughs> the last thing he's going to stick his dick in is the dirt. <laughs> well, thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't finish the sentence because I made myself laugh. Bro. Thank you all for listening to the Mississippi Finale of the Forgotten Ranch Podcast. Shout out to Rick fucking Flair himself. The last thing he's going to stick his dick in is the dirt. Uh, really, thank you all so much. Me and Tanner are having a great time producing and recording this podcast. And we, we love you all so much. We thank you all. I hope you all enjoyed tonight's episode. There was a lot of highs and lows, peaks and seriousness. Squeaks. Peaks, squeaks, and... Beaks? Treats? Okay. Peaks, squeaks, and treats. So, um, thank you all again, and we appreciate you. This is us uh, signing out. Forever!